watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Space Monkeys blasting off with the guys from Oak. We have Matt Zimmerman, head of space demand at Oak, and David Finkelstein, the head of growth. You know him before, master to the show. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's very, very nice to have you here because um, you guys have a lot of excitement going on. You just maxed out your second crowd loan in like five months or something like that, maybe less. Uh, tell me about what happened there. This one, this one in what, 24 hours? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was a, a big effort from the entire team. The engineering team was pitching in. We've got great community members uh, and great community leaders uh, really rallying the troops to, to support the crowd loan. Um, you want to give a little bit more details around how we prepared for it, give, give people a little bit of insight into how we drove success? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially, I think, remember last time I was here, um, we were talking about, you know, how to how to pump a crowd loan, especially for an infrastructure project. Like, yeah. it's maybe not as sexy as, like, certain DeFi or NFTs. Exactly. Um, but it was good. It, it, I think part of it is just delivering on time, and we've had the extreme benefit of having a team that does that, um, you know, launching a lot of things on Turing first, including just got done with with auto compounding with Nova Wallet. Yeah. Uh, more coming uh, on that front for sure. Uh, but when people see that, I think they get excited, especially people in Polkadot. A lot of them are here for the tech. Um, when you start delivering that tech, uh, it helps a lot. So that, that's that's a huge part of it. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I think a lot of the gameplay is the same. You get on you get on media, you talk about it, you, you tell an emotionally like compelling story about like why this is important, why we need XCM, why we're in Polkadot, why why you should believe in us, um, whether it's been you know, financial reasons because we did you did the Turing crowd loan which is our canary network you know that went very well for you so you know we put some content about that for the yeah. regions because you know everyone's welcome here right yeah. um or, or whether it's just you you love the idea of automation and you're really tired of uh logging in every day to 20 different tabs for all your DeFi to like go claim rewards restake claim rewards restake uh like that's that's a bad ux and being here to like fix people's ux problems i think is it's a story that people like a lot yeah, I gotta say, personally, I enjoyed logging in to click claim and redeposit my rewards a lot more when the token prices were going up. Yeah, right. Uh, now it's just like a sad another another sad <laughs> reminder. And I'm like, let me just turn on auto compounding, not need to worry about this, and I can come back when the token prices are back up. Amazing, that's good. You can get some rest. Absolutely. Hey, so speaking of uh, UI, you guys just released um, something with uh, was it Web three Go? Yeah, Web3Go is a, a development team we've been working really closely with. Uh, they've built a dashboard for us where you can see all of your automation tasks uh, across Oak and in the future across any of the other parachains that we're connected to. Mm -hmm. um, and that includes auto compounding or recurring payments or any of the other use cases that we'll find uh, with other dApps. You can see it all in one place. You can even create uh, create new tasks there as well. I think I think they're branding it as Ace. Um, yeah. So def de definitely an exciting project and I imagine we'll continue to see uh, improvements from them. Uh, we're working very closely with them. Awesome. And you mentioned your integration with Nova. What, what can you tell people about how that works? Yeah, I mean, uh, really like the team over there. Uh, super strong developers. I think pretty clearly the number one mobile wallet in the ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, but my number of users and like kind of ease of functionality. Mm -hmm. um, but I think mostly what I'm really happy with uh, for Nova is 
we, we talk about the tech a lot, right? Like it's, it's one of the fun things that we love to do in the ecosystem. It's like, oh, there's all these crazy things that happen in the background, and, 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 and you know, we, we built this new blockchain, and we needed to use Substrate for it, and, and that's that's fun and good. But I also always try to talk about like again solving like people's UX problems and the cleanliness of the experience on Nova Wall. It's just like it's so refreshing because it feels like a clean yeah. Web two product. Yeah. You have your tokens, you go in, you stake them open up a little option, it says, would you like to yield boost? And it explains what that is, and it calculates everything in the background for you about your maximum or your minimum, like kind of optimal uh, auto compounding timeframe. All you do is click yes, and you slide a little button, and it goes from, you know, 128 PY to 140. And then you put your phone down and you go about your day, right? So and like- all in the background are calculations happening on the Turing network. It's all the Turing network, it's auto compounding for you, we're, we're scheduling it for you, we're claiming it for you, we're restaking yeah. for you with the same collator, and that's going on over and over and over. And we're really excited to have that feature brought to the other chains we connected to, right? Because right now it's just Turing. Um, yeah. But a lot of what Matt does in the XCM spaces, that's going to be available for your, you know, your Magata rewards. It's going to be available for your Shining Dap staking, right? Like all those things, depending on where the other uh, projects want it to live, it'll look very similar and it'll look very smooth and easy. And I think when people ask about, like, how do you get adoption or how do you get new users uh, to Polkadot or how do you get users to any DAP, right? It's like, right. make something that's really easy to use and then just tell people it's there. Yep. It's very complicated in some ways, but in other ways, it's really, really simple. Yeah, what a boost for the whole ecosystem, really. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. So as far as like delivering in this ecosystem, you guys are really dependent on partnerships with other chains, uh, integrating your tech with what other people have already built. Um, what's this journey like, especially kind of in the nascent days of XCM? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's fun and exciting kind of like figuring it out as we go. Um, yeah. But I spend most of my time talking to dApps, talking to other parachains that have first party dApps or third party dApps, um, just trying to understand pain points. Um, I think what the, the beauty of Oak Automation is that we're not competing with any other chains for TVL. Right. Assets never touch our chain. We can just add we can add value to dApps that are primarily built on Moonbeam, primarily built on, on Sheedan or A-Star or Mangata. And they all, all they need to do is have a XCM integration with us. And then we can auto compound, we can set up recurring payments, we can um, do any number of automation tasks. And so I spend most of my time understanding like what do the users of these other apps want to see? Um, there, I think that there's a lot of uh, replication in Web3 where you have the same decks with a different UI. Yeah. Um, and with automation, with X, the power of XCM and the Polkadot ecosystem, dApps can offer things that can't be done elsewhere. Uh, and so I spend m most of my time articulating that and understanding what's, is it more important that your users can boost their yield uh, by auto compounding? Or would they rather have liquidation protection on a money market vault so that uh, they won't get liquidated uh, and they could pull assets out and swap somewhere else? It's really a collaborative approach. And what I found to be really exciting about the Polkadot ecosystem is that it's, it's self-selecting for people that see the value in working with uh, other chains, other teams, other developers, um, and other organizations. There aren't other XCM use cases like this right now. No, we're, we're pretty excited about this. The yield boost is, is coming soon, uh, you know, TM, right? Uh, it's but, but we really do need it, I think, um, 
we think we've uh, been at the game long enough now that uh, when I get, when I say soon, I, I, I really do mean it. It's not like this ephemeral soon, right? Like, okay. I, I, don't, I don't bring it up unless it's really coming. So <laughs> when that starts launching with our other partners, um, as far as we know, uh, and we're pretty tuned into the ecosystem, but I always caveat that, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? But this will be the first non-token transfer XCM use case ever, wow. right? So not only is like the first trustless automation happening right now, because everything else requires either like bots or smart contractors or all that stuff. Right. Right? We don't have any of that, right? Like, right? There's no bots, there's no smart contracts. You don't sign your keys over to some like pool that you own something where some bot network is auto copying for you. It's like, it's all your chain. It's your wallet, it's your keys, it's your coins. And we handle the logic at the, at the base, like kind of substrate layer. Yeah. When we move that to XCM, as far as like folks concerned, and like not to be again, too self-aggrandizing, but we see this as like the dream. We see this as like why people love Polkadot. And there's a lot of questions around like, what can you do? How can you do it? What, what, what's so special about Polkadot, right? Or like, yeah. what's special about cross-chain interoperability? Like, what can you really do? Can you show me something? And unfortunately, uh, the answer's been no. And that's not a, a fault on anyone. It's right. really hard. Yeah. But we're gonna get to do it first. And like, I couldn't be like more excited about the first, like, the, the one we have with our own chain is cool. Yeah. The XCM one is like way cooler in my opinion. Totally. Yeah. Now, is it a lot of work to kind of integrate with each individual chain for the individual use cases or? It's it's not a lot of work to integrate with each chain. Okay. Um, it's really more work to uh, understand like the flow of assets and the user experience uh, in the process. Oh, okay. Especially when we're talking about XCM and building these new use cases for XCM outside of just bridging assets. Bridging assets still has to be a part of the user experience because when you're scheduling an automation, you're paying Oak in Oak tokens on yeah. our chain. Uh, and so we've been working really closely with parachain teams around the ecosystem to kind of standardize the approach for that uh, user experience so that when the user's signing the transaction to create or permission Oak to uh, transact in the future, they're also agreeing to send the fees via XCM from whatever parachain they're, they're transacting on over to Oak. And so there's been a lot of initial conversation really across the ecosystem to align on, on these fairly important like existential questions. Yeah. Um, but it's it, we expect that it's going to get a lot easier for parachains and even more easier for dApps to add Oak Automation if they're building on a parachain that already has uh, support for XCM and support for uh, Oak's automation. If I'm using Oak Automation on Akala and um, I have to pay the Oak transaction fees, do I have to have Oak on Akala or do I have to have Oak on Oak or or can I pay with ACA or, or what, what's the story? It, it, it's a great question and one that uh, I would say it depends. I think okay. one, of the, one of the unique elements of my job is that each of these conversations with other parachains is different. Um, and in the case of like Mangata, Mangata's a DEX. Mangata has TUR listed on their DEX. Yeah. And it's reasonable to expect that the users can acquire or have touring tokens sure. um, and will pay the fees in TUR. Mm -hmm. With that said, we also have flexibility where we're working with a variety of other parachain teams, um, especially those where there's not a Turing liquidity pool available to them on that chain, uh, where there will be flexibility similar to a caller where you can like bring your own gas, if you will. Okay, yeah, that would be uh, that would be key, eh? <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Absolutely. How did your, um, well, first of all, your decision to list tour against MGX, I thought was an interesting one. Uh, how did you get to that idea and, and how did you think the whole bootstrapping campaign went? 
Yeah, I mean, we, we had a lot of conversations with a lot of different teams, and clearly, uh, it, it's always been this way. Everyone knows my affinity for, for MGX. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been pretty vocal about it. As far as pairing with MGX, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, not to like bore everyone with the full economic like it's, you know incentives of like one dex versus another dex versus like this token versus that token uh, but uh, you know some of the more interesting things we consider are obviously the economics of buying and selling a chain's token um, and what kind of the, how the rewards are coming out and how that affects the economics of that chain is that good or bad for that chain mm. is price important like how much do we care about price do we want price stability do we want price growth right like you can sort of economically engineer these things uh, to attain uh, different um, different outcomes or at least kind of guide the direction. Obviously, the only thing that really matters in the end is are more people buying it or more people selling it. Okay. <laughs> Nothing actually matters in the end. That's always been my uh, my response when people are like, why are the market's down? Like, because more people are selling than buying right now. Uh, right? And that's 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 all that really matters in the end. Uh, but as far as the bootstrapping, we're, we're really happy with it. Uh, you know, being the first one uh, to bootstrap over there was definitely, you know, a risk uh, in, in some people's minds. But we felt pretty strongly that we are always trying to, like, drive the ball forward as much as possible. So sure. to get to work with them on that bootstrapping palette, which is brand new, yeah. and like push the ball forward with them there, and then also get to then lean into the opportunity to work with them on uh, you know automation features uh, very quickly and as a fast follow afterwards. It just it lined up a lot, and that's the growth guy. I'm always thinking about incentives, and it felt very strong that um, they are you know they give us the time of day effectively to build with them, and that's not to say other chains don't. Yeah, it's just that we've been close, we've been talking for a while. Um, you know the dev teams know each other well. All those things make it easier, both from a technical perspective, but also a like kind of a messaging like, uh, will the community like this type perspective? Right. Um, like, do people want MGX at all? Right. Like, do people do, are people excited about it? And right. we felt very strongly that yeah, their their community is fervent. Absolutely. And, and 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 we love that. Uh, you know, they're definitely. Uh, obviously, there's larger dexes out there. There's maybe places where we could have gotten grants or things of that nature. But um, the rewards are great. Their team is fantastic. We expect her to list more places. Obviously, we're not done listing her. Uh, but but from from kind of all those angles, um, I think they just made a great partner. We're really happy with the way the whole thing went. Uh, yeah. You want to add, Matt? I feel like you're like burying the alpha in here, and I'm willing to <laughs> and, and I'm willing to be a little bit more direct about this. We, we wanted Tur to be be available on the chains where there's going to be automation available, and and, and, and it's very it's very important for us to work with dexes and money markets and really any DAP throughout the ecosystem that wants to integrate automation. And we know that we need to make Tur and Oak available to their users in order to pay the fees that we were talking about before. Matt, yeah. is, Matt is always accusing me of burying the alpha like figurehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between growth and, and, and space demand. <laughs> They're coming for the alpha and staying for the tech. So MGX expect automation. Expect chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so um, Oak, your uh, your Polkadot chain, I guess you'll be launching several weeks from now after the end of the batch. I think November 19th is the date for this batch to go live. Okay, and I don't think uh, Mangata is ready to go over to Polkadot yet. So what, what's the launch going to look like over there uh, as far as uh, listing the token? Well, the, the, I don't think that we have uh, really any alpha to share there yet, but okay. we're certainly starting the conversations with all of the all of the ma main dexes in in uh, Moonbeam and in all of the other all of the other ecosystems in Polkadot, whether it's Parallel or Akala, um, and we're going through a similar exploration process that we went through uh, that David was kind of alluding to uh, around Turing, where we. 
we want to do what's best for our community. We want to do what's best for the people that are already holding Oak. Yeah. And we want to make Oak available to new Oak token holders. Sure. Um, and part of that's going to be the incentives that we can get, uh, that we can secure from the decks that's going to launch the bootstrap. And part of it is, um, where do we need the tokens available for automation? Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. I'm wondering if, to have automation on both Polkadot and Kusama relay chains, do you need to have a parachain on each? Or uh, is the Kusama chain gonna wither away? And you know, was it just for, for testing? Or, or what's that looking like? It's really, well, in, in order to have automation on both right now, you absolutely need a parachain on both. Yeah. I think that uh, in the future, when we have a bridge between Polkadot and Kusama, um, we will absolutely explore whether how we can use our touring network to automate transactions on Polkadot and use Oak Network to automate transactions on Kusama. Um, because I think that, that would allow us a lot more flexibility in terms of how we allocate the block space on each network to what type of automation. Um, but until we have more details on what that bridge looks like, yeah. I'm not sure we can really make a decision there. Yeah. But it's definitely something we're, we're thinking about. And the engineers are, are, are already starting to, to look at you know, the weight cost for time automation versus price automation or versus um, any other type of data stream like health score that's gonna that's gonna trigger on-chain transactions um, there are obviously different weights associated with those different type different types of data gotcha okay well this has been a very interesting conversation I just had one more question I wanted to ask you before we go um, I'm curious what each of you believes the other just doesn't understand about the blockchain space <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I would say David doesn't really understand things. But I don't know that I don't know that we've had this conversation, but but I'm I'm willing to say that like the Bitcoin security model is broken. And it is not. It, it is absolutely broken. And so I think that this is just my opportunity to like have some hot takes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just doesn't make sense to me how you can expect to cap the token to what, 21 million, and then your, the transaction fees are gonna be enough incentive for the miners to continue uh, you know, operating these really expensive rigs that by the way, are the only rigs in blockchain that are still taking up a lot of energy, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know your take on Bitcoin. Do you want, do, do you want, to, do you, do you want to counter, or do you want to have a, a different hot take of your own? What, what don't I understand, Dave? I, I wouldn't say there's anything Matt doesn't understand. I, I don't go out trying to like bring people onto the team who I think like don't understand very core concepts, so I don't, I don't think we'll get anything in that realm. I will say me and Matt tend to have um, slightly different styles of opinions on things, and that will often be where we disconnect, right? So I, this is definitely dodging the question, but I think it's a little funny because he just went on this long rant about like Bitcoin security and things and asked my opinion. And my opinion is like, like people people love Bitcoin. Like they're just gonna own it forever. Like at this point, like, like all that all that stuff. Yeah, it's, like, that's I a great thesis. I don't agree with it, but like people aren't gonna let go of Bitcoin. Like there's enough people out there that are just gonna hold it for the rest of their lives. And because of that, it's fine. People are like, what does Bitcoin have going for it? I'm like, it's been around a long time. I don't think it's more I don't think it's more complicated than that. To, to be fair, I have the same take on gold. Like why the hell do people buy and hold gold? Right. Like if if there's an apocalypse scenario, I'm not gonna pull these gold bars out of my like safe and shave off some some flakes to go like buy bread from the grocery store. Right. Um, so with with that said, maybe there's just like a fundamental lack of 
understanding of how people look at stored value tokens or or gold bars. But yeah, to, Dave, to David's point, I tend to be more of like strong opinions loosely held, yeah. trying to force people to like change my mind yeah. rather than kind of like tiptoeing around around these topics. And I come in with hot tapes like more people are buying than selling, so the market will go up. <laughs> right, exactly. Those are my types of opinions. <laughs> He's absolutely right. <laughs> He's absolutely, can't argue with that. <laughs> guys, well, thanks very much for uh, coming on. It, it's great uh, great how you guys work together to make this excellent project. Thank you for adding so much value to the entire Dotsama ecosystem. And I uh, just can't uh, wait to see how it continues to progress for both of you. So thanks very much for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jay. No problem. Talk to you soon. Sounds good.